Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is. Brand new edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides for Saturday, April 16th. Flyers will be in Buffalo tonight to take on the Sabres and back in Philly tomorrow to take on those same Sabres. A home and home, back to back. And the season continues. Final eight games of this NHL regular season for the Flyers. And they see Buffalo tonight. Bobby Brink going to be our guest on this episode. He made his debut a couple of games ago. So we'll hear from him in just a couple of minutes. But let's look at the matchup tonight between the Flyers and the Sabres. Sabres right now sitting in the sixth spot in the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference. They've played 76 games, a record of 27-38-11, and 11, 65 points. They're 4-5-1 in their last 10, and they lost their last one. The Flyers come into this game in the eighth spot in the Metropolitan Division. 74 games played, 23-40-11. They're 2-8 in their last 10, and they've lost their last three. Now, Buffalo, they lost that last game to St. Louis 6-2. Did win the prior game on Tuesday against the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. Got a 5-2 win there. Prior to that, shut out by Tampa Bay 5-0 on the road and lost to Florida 4-3 as well. And just even prior to that, Carolina, a 5-3 loss. Boy, it took about three tough games in a row. Four, five. They took on Florida, Carolina, Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and then St. Louis. That's a brutal stretch of games there for the Buffalo Sabres. They are a team that uh, is looking like they're starting maybe take some steps forward. It didn't happen really until after the Jack Eichel trade, so there's a little bit of optimism in Buffalo. When you look at goals for games played this season, 25th in the NHL at 2.72. Flyers 31st in the league at 2.55 goals per game. The Flyers and the Buffalo Sabres they have given up their fair amount of goals this season. Flyers, sixth in the NHL at 3.58 goals per game. The Sabres, eighth in the NHL at 3.54 goals per game. Obviously, when the teams are in this position that they're in, special teams are not particularly good. And the Flyers' power play ranked number 32 in the NHL, just 12.7%. That's almost unimaginable. The Sabres, 18th on the power play at a 20.7%. When you look at the PK in the National Hockey League as well, the Flyers have struggled here, and their PK is 23rd in the league, 76.3%. And the Buffalo Sabres power play, or penalty kill rather, is 25th in the NHL at 75.1%. So it's the Flyers and the Sabres tonight. The first of a back-to-back and home-and-home with the same team. Tage Thompson leads them in scoring 60 points in 72 games. And Jeff Skinner in 74 games this year got 31 goals. It's been a rough go since Skinner left Carolina. Signed that big contract with Buffalo. 31 goals this season, though, and 24 assists. So he's got 55 points. Uh, He's a guy that you'll have to keep an eye on. Tage Thompson, by the way, nine power play goals leads the Sabres as well. In this episode, though, our guest of honor. He made his NHL debut the other night against the Washington Capitals. He's got his first NHL point as well. A lot of people excited that he is here and getting a look at the young winger early in his NHL career. Fresh off a national championship, Bobby Brink joins us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Bobby, how you doing? I'm good. How's it feel to be a pro? Yeah, it feels really good. Uh, it's a dream come true. The dream started before you became pro, though. You guys won the NCAA championship. Take us through that. What was that like, that whole process coming down and frozen four and then ultimately be able to get be the champion yeah it was uh it was really awesome uh especially to win it for uh, the program uh denver did so much for me and my development uh it was just really nice to 
uh, be able to reach that goal that we've been working three years to achieve. When you look at your three years there, the Bobby Brink that showed up at Denver and the Bobby Brink that left Denver, how much of your game has really changed in those three years? Quite a bit, I imagine. Yeah, it has definitely changed quite a bit. Uh, I think that I've become stronger, uh, more aware, just an overall better player. Um, working with the coaches and the strength coaches there in Denver, uh, it's definitely helped my development a ton. One of the things I remember reading about, you know, when they were doing profiles on prospects and, and draft picks, one was said about you, it said, much like a chess player manipulates his pieces to set up traps for his opponents, Brink does the same with his deception on the ice. First of all, do you play chess? Uh, I mean, I have, not seriously. <laughs> not well. <laughs> no, not well. It, but would you kind of describe that as being accurate, that that statement of kind of setting the other team up to, to manipulate it? I mean, yeah, there's definitely like some deception that I try to implement in my game when I'm trying to make plays with teammates. Uh, uh, I think that um, definitely try to maybe bait the other team into, um, into situations where I can make a play. When you look at playing in the NHL now, you've got two games under your belt. When you look at playing here at the, in this league and just what you've seen so far and, and your experiences prior with you know, development camps and those kind of things. What's been the biggest thing that kind of is different from the collegiate game to the NHL rank other than they're the best players in the world? Yeah, I mean, other than they're the best players in the world, I think that uh, everything's just amped up a little bit. Uh, the speed of the game, um, the physicality. Um, I think that it's just another step up from the college game. Uh, so I think that's the biggest thing. You get your first game against the Washington Capitals, Ovechkin on the other side. Was there any kind of, oh, wow, this is the NHL moment for you when you look over and you see a guy like Ovi? I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, he's a guy that I grew up watching and a guy who's been so dominant in this league for a long time. Um, it was definitely uh, kind of a surreal moment lining up for him on the opening faceoff. Uh, <laughs> so it was definitely cool. Bigger than you thought he'd be? Yeah. Uh, yeah, bigger than I thought, it, uh, thought he'd be, but I already knew he was a pretty big guy. Yeah, you, you look at him and you go, oh, my God, he can move like that. It's unbelievable. Um, you, any decision for you? Was it a tough decision to leave Denver after this year? I mean, you had a great year. Led the NCAA in scoring 14 goals, 43 assists. How about 57 points in 41 games? Was the decision easy or was it one that you kind of fretted with? I mean, it's definitely never the easy leaving spot like Denver. Uh, such a great spot to be. Uh, but it was the ultimate dream of mine to play in the NHL. And when that opportunity was presented to me, it was a pretty easy decision. When you look back now and you're getting set to really, you know, move forward with your pro career, obviously lifestyle is a bit different and, you know, no more class for uh, the foreseeable future. Are, the, are you finishing your spring semester? Uh, I'm in the process of it right now. Uh, <laughs> we do quarters at Denver, so kind of just started, so. I'd be missing about eight, nine weeks of class. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to pass many classes without showing up. So we'll see what happens. Boy, that would be the key to life if you could do that. Um, yeah. When you look at being a pro now and you look at the Flyers situation, obviously this season's gone sideways for the team, but uh, and there's a lot of changes that have taken place and some guys are gone that have been here a long time. But you look at that, I'm sure you look at that as a big opportunity. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been a big opportunity for a lot of the younger guys here um i think that um it's nice 
being able to have this opportunity and being able to play in the NHL is a dream come true. And I think a lot of us younger guys have gotten an opportunity. Even though some of those younger guys may be competitors of yours at the college level, guys like Noah Cates, Ronnie Adderd, and others, uh, I'm sure there's a bond with the young group of guys that are all getting their feet wet right now in the NHL, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're around uh, my age, so uh, it's nice having these guys who kind of went through what I'm going through a week or two prior to me. Uh, it's nice. They're kind of helping me out, showing me the ropes a bit. Uh, so that's uh, kind of made it easier on me having some guys be here uh, a little bit before me. With the remaining eight games in the season, you know, you know, you got a chance to finish the year with 10 games, 10 NHL games under your belt. How important is that, Bobby, to take that knowledge of what it takes at the NHL level into your off season and kind of help you train uh, even more properly, knowing what it takes at the NHL level to, to prepare for next year? Yeah, I think every game I get into is definitely a learning experience for me. Uh, help me prepare and know how to prepare in the summer and just getting to watch uh, the guys that are already here, uh, some of the veteran guys, and see the way they handle themselves and see the way they prepare for games. has uh, definitely helped me a ton and grown my knowledge of uh, the proper way to be a pro. The, the way you play the game, last thing for you, is you play with a, with a lot of grit. And you're not afraid to go to – the net and get banged around and do what it takes to score goals that you got playmaking ability on the outside as well. Do you have the awareness that this is a city that's going to really enjoy your style of play? Yeah. I mean, I definitely know the history of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, uh, they have a long history of being tough and a uh, really good team and um, getting to those hard areas and scoring goals like that. Uh, so, I mean, I think it's important if you want to score, you got to go to the hard areas uh, so I don't want to lose that from my game. Is it as simple as saying, this is where most goals are scored from, so if I want to score goals, I should probably go there, right? Yeah, it's pretty much as simple as that, <laughs> unless you're shooting it like Ovechkin from the outside. Yeah, well, not many can shoot it like that. It's unbelievable. Um, Bobby, I'm sure it's been a whirlwind for you. Best of luck this weekend. Bet the doubleheader uh, with uh, Buffalo this weekend and the remainder of this season. Thanks for doing this, and we're looking forward to watching you play, man. Thank you. Thanks to Bobby Brink for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing him uh, throughout the remainder of this season and, of course, going forward, a guy that just seems to find a way to score and, like he said, go to those areas where goals are scored. Sometimes you might take a beating, and you got to be willing to go there. He's a guy that's been willing to do that at every level he has been at. Last thing I want to get to in this episode, in yesterday's episode, I talked about you know the five things with the off-season plan, and one of them was the option of you know the timeline, and you don't maybe go crazy this off-season and sacrifice you know organizational equity with draft picks and prospects if you don't think you can really substantially improve your team. And I got a tweet from a guy, Old Time Hockey 16. He said, sure, I'm glad you aren't the Flyers GM. You wouldn't do much this offseason. He said, I guarantee you the Flyers roster is going to be turned upside down. TK, JVR, Limblom, and either Provy or Sanheim are all gone in the offseason, and I'm all for it. Look, I, I think that if you can make a very good hockey trade, all those players you're talking about, are players under contract next year and some beyond. JVR, obviously not. So if you can make a good hockey trade, then yeah, I'm for it as well. But I'm not trading away pieces and adding organizational equity just to get rid of guys. I would look at next year as another opportunity 
to kind of weigh what I have going forward, play some young players, and then move forward in a very diligent manner. I'm not just making change to make change because that's not prudent. You want change to be made for not only relatively quick results, but you want long-term results, and that's the key. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. It's the Flyers and the Sabres tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow, and then we'll preview game two of Flyers-Sabres, which happens on Easter Sunday evening. So everybody, enjoy your Saturday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.